I'm Kay Cornish, editor of My VIP, the customer magazine for Pets at Home, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Pets at Home Puppy Podcast. In these new episodes, we'll be covering off topics that will help new puppy owners through the months ahead. And we realise by the sign-ups that we've had to the Pets at Home Just for Puppy Club that a large number of our customers are puppy owners. So what do you do when you've just bought your fluffy bundle of joy home, but you're kind of restricted as to where and for how long you can go outside? So don't worry, we've got lots of information, wonderful, friendly advice to make sure that you have all of the knowledge and tools that you need to ensure your puppy stays happy and healthy. And with me today, I have Claire North from North Canine Dog Training, who is the Head of Training and Behaviour at Canine Dog Training. Hello, Claire. Hi there. How are we doing? All right, I think. Thank you for joining us again. So this episode, you're kindly going to talk us through some tips on how to socialise a puppy in times of social distancing. And also maybe I was talking to Carleen, the head of pets um, at Pets at Home on the last podcast, and she was actually mentioning as well, it's not just about social distancing. It's also about the having uh, your puppies maybe not yet having their vaccines and stuff. So there is a reason why, you know, you are restricted to where and for how long you can go out. So, um, yeah, so how can we do things differently, Claire, in these times of social distancing? So we need to do things differently. Of course we do at the moment, but we can still should be able to get all the things that we need to do when we're socialising a puppy done. Um, We just need to think a little bit outside of the box, really, as to what we might normally do. So we want to think about the things we would socialise with, first of all, and then try and think about the best way to get that done. So top of the list really um, in socialising is is people, people and children, because it's very difficult to avoid people for the dog's life. So what we want is that the dog is really comfortable around that. We can't at the moment go and meet people like we might normally. So we can't go to a class, for example, or a, um, a puppy social because of the distancing measures that we've got in place. Um, but we have got a limited window of outdoor activity. And so we have to make the best use of it that we can. So what I want you to think about is that puppy doesn't have to be absolutely up close and personal to things to be able to be socialised correctly with that thing. So other people, for example, don't necessarily have to touch puppy um, to get that to get that done properly. To be honest, for some dogs, if they are a little bit shy temperament, it actually can be a really good thing that they get in that distance. Um, Or on the flip side of that, if you've got an overly social puppy who wants to run up to everybody, this is also a really good opportunity because they're not going to be able to practice that behaviour. So what's going to happen is he's still going to see the things, but at a nice distance, be kept nice and calm. What we're going to do then is we're going to reward them for looking and then we're going to move on. So as long as your puppy can still see things, it will satisfy their curiosity. Yeah, absolutely. So... My absolute mantra for socialisation is that it should be a positive experience with things and stuff. Ah, so that's your technical term for it. Love it. 
yeah, that's my high, highly technical. <laughs> um, but as long as puppy sees the things that we need them to in this time period and enjoys seeing them, that's really key. It's the positive bit of that that makes the difference. Realistically, you're running the risk at the moment of not having a negative experience, which is really important. So the, uh, the kind of age range that we're looking at here puppies are really affected by what happens to them so for example if they did have an, an accidental negative experience it impacts them quite heavily um, so for example if the puppy is a little bit shy doesn't want people coming up to him and giving unwanted attention things mm. like that are not going to happen so if we look at this a little bit differently we should still have a really fun time um, socializing our dogs what about the meeting the other dogs when we're not supposed to be socialising? It, it doesn't really matter because you've got other things that can take that place. Yeah, I think this is potentially the most difficult one. So we're going we're gonna to look at it two ways. So the first thing to think about is that a lot of dog sociability relies on the genetics. So yeah. what we mean by that is puppy is predisposed to being social with other dogs or not. So hopefully if the breeder's done a nice job for you, you bring puppy home, these things should not be a huge problem. Mm -hmm. um, or, um, and, and again, like I was saying before, he's not going to have a bad experience meeting another dog. So for me, that's really key. And again, we can do a very similar thing to what we're doing with people. So you can take him where he's going to be able to see the dogs, but not be able to necessarily interact with them. So he can see them, he can walk past them, tell him he's good and move along. That sounds quite... Easy then. It doesn't sound like anything that's going to be too particularly hard. You can still, you know, like you said, you, you don't want owners to worry that there are other things because there are other things you can do to keep your puppy happy and to train them and to build relationships. All that stuff is still all doable. Um, is there anything else you want to add to that before I start quizzing you on grooming? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, so I think the, there is absolutely lots of things that you can do. So you can get out there and get puppy, start getting them used to their harness and lead, their loose lead walking, um, making that lovely relationship. When you get a puppy, realistically, if, relationship is everything. So, you know, this little baby dog is learning to trust you, he's learning that you're his go-to person. So all this time that we've got, is actually really lovely with a bit less distraction than you might normally get because what that hopefully means is that you can make a really nice bond with puppy you can spend time doing things like crate training grooming which we're going to come on to um and, and like i said the lead walking and um teaching him to sit and teaching him to lay down things like that so it's a really nice opportunity mm. yeah i mean yeah you're right it's it's it, you're seeing it in a really lovely positive way which is great so I guess, like you said, one of the things that we can still do is, without restriction is to groom our puppies, yeah? Yeah, so grooming and maintenance and husbandry behaviour is really, really important. And I think very often it's an area that we might not give as much attention to because the, perhaps it feels like there's more fun things to do, like going out and about and going yeah. to training class, things like that. So... But actually, it's really, really important. The grooming side of things, um, particularly at the moment where puppy might be slightly restricted going to a, a professional groomer, we've got to keep on top of that coat, make sure that they're not getting matted and things like that. So it's a really good 
opportunity to spend a little bit of time and teach puppy that being groomed and having his feet handled and things like that is all a really lovely experience so you can um a little bit of, of advice on how to do it so we always want to do things like this when puppy is hungry so because you've got quite a lot of it to do you're going to reward very frequently so we could use like their breakfast for example so when you get his bowl with the breakfast in and he's really hungry at this point we're going to look at doing some grooming so if it's possible and it's safe we maybe want to stand puppy up off the ground so a low coffee table something like that um because it's going to get him used to being standing on the groomer's table for example um so we're going to spend a couple of days lifting them on, giving them some food up there, lifting them off. Yeah, oh God, that's really that's a really good idea. I didn't even think of things like that. So yeah, so you're getting them used to when they can finally go back to a professional groomer. That's mm-hmm. what's going to be happening. A, a, a stranger is going to be picking them up and putting them on a table. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and even that, even getting them used to being picked up and things like that. You know, it's not a not all dogs like that straight away so I guess we have to you know convince them it's nicer than than they think it is I guess so because we've got that extra time we can take that extra time now so we've got to make sure they do get lifted up and down I'll just throw that in because little puppies jumping is not um, not safe so we're going to lift them up give them a little bit of food lift them down and then what you'll find is after a couple of days they'll be trying to get on the table themselves they'll be like yeah this is brilliant and then at that point then you can um start your little bit of grooming just do a little tiny bit and then give them a little reward and then a little bit more so gradually and then within a couple of weeks you should have a puppy who's quite accepting of being groomed and hopefully can enjoy it that's great because grooming and handling are obviously great for bonding and it creates a good relationship with your puppy, like you said. So take things slow. Like you said, 10 minutes a few times a day and you should have your puppy in a really good place. Another good tip when it comes to brushing your puppy is to uh, not only do it gently, obviously that goes without saying, but you don't try and brush your puppy all over in the first go. Try and introduce them to the brush, let them sniff it and become familiar and then gradually introduce it to the puppy a bit at a time. And if you want more information on brushing or grooming your puppy, you can find a lot more info and loads of really cool videos on the Pets at Home website under the Groom Room section. Now, I know this story before because you've told me it and I was fascinated um, and I think you're a genius for coming up with this, but I'm guessing that if you're not experienced in clipping your dog's nails, now is most definitely not the time to start learning. But I know that you've got a really good tip with regards to clipping, or should I say tapping? <laughs> yeah, so um, I am a little squeamish, so I, I, don't, I do clip dog's nails, my dog's nails if I have to, but I prefer to let um, the groomer do it. And I think that's important. We don't want to risk making um a relationship problem by accidentally cutting a nail too short in puppy and hurting them um so but what we want to do is we want to get them used to having their feet touch but actually the thing that makes them pull their little foot away more than anything is the click when the nail clippers click and and um like catch the nail so i use a teaspoon and i tap on their nail and then i reward them yeah. genius <laughs> So what you're doing, you're mimicking the nail cutting process without actually doing it so your puppy won't be scared and pull away when he when he eventually gets his nails clipped properly. Yeah, I'm doing the best I can with that. So I think 
Um, the noise is really vital. Um, that little tap and that slight slight pressure on the nail where the dog actually feels that something's happening um, and also as well getting them used to um, like their foot being held and their individual toe being held a little bit for nail clipping little things like that super useful if your puppy hasn't been fully vaccinated yet it, could you could you carry them could you go for a carry as opposed to be going for a walk could you sort of walk them around and um, you know, maybe I've been told that um, maybe dressing up in things like high-vis jackets or big hats or, I don't know, face masks even, um, and beards. I mean, it, would that would that help to actually sort of try and desensitise them to, to, to potentially scary-looking things? Yeah, so um, absolutely true that if you can take puppy with you somewhere then you probably should and and carry in absolutely so when mine are little I take them everywhere that I possibly can and maybe some places that I can't I don't know but um I I, I put them in my jacket if it's cold and and zip them up in there with the little head popping out or I just carry them everywhere so what puppies see and smell um at this kind of age is really vital for taking on board information they learn more almost through that than they do from being on the floor because um, they can take in all that information and process it in a nice calm safe fashion so don't ever a lot of people I think are always very hesitant about picking up and carrying a puppy um, they believe you know that it's not the right thing to do but there's two big things firstly if puppy's not vaccinated it, it, it's good to get him out um, seeing things and he's going to learn and, he, and he's going to socialise but in a safe fashion um, and the other thing is we want you to be viewed as a safe place that should be the relationship that you have so if from being very small puppy can go about the place but feel nice and safe because you've got him that for future builds really nicely excellent so what I guess um, as well as um, taking them for a carry as opposed to a walk you could you, you could um get them used to getting used to the car even if they're not allowed out for walks you could take them for a drive as long as they're secure secured correctly yeah absolutely so car travel um is very important to get them used to because most people are going to want to do that in an older dog some puppies do feel a little bit car sick and that's really normal um and it does go away quite quickly so but yeah get them secured properly in, in a crate in the boot or with the harness however the, the the way that you decide in your car um but then get them places definitely and then when you get there get them out carry them a little bit let them see some things pop them back in off you go brilliant and what about what about noise desensitization is there anything we can do with regards to that or is i mean do you just like you know have the hoover on and make them sit next to it or is that just being cruel or never actually know what to do in that sort of situation <laughs> so it depends on what it is i guess so there are so for example some of the bigger stuff you can certainly start prepping for later life so things um like fireworks for example because we know that later in the year we're going to get them um if anybody's got babies on the way you can you can desensitize to like the crying sound and things um so there are there are um and traffic, things like that. So there are some really good YouTube videos that you can download for this and there's some um, CDs, DVDs and things that you can buy with all different 
different types of noise on so they're quite a good idea oh i see what you mean like soundtrack noises that have just got mm. yeah just like sound effects oh that's a really good idea yeah so like the idea would be with them that that you start off with them at a level where basically i mean don't don't put the firework one on and turn it up to volume <laughs> um so you start off basically where puppy can barely hear it and then when there's no response at all you turn it up one and you keep going like that until it's just, you know, till it's quite loud and you get no response. So if you put it on and you get a response from puppy, you turn it slightly down until he's comfortable. And then you turn, but have it, just have it on in the background for half an hour a day. You know, don't do anything, just let it be there. With household appliances, so hair dryers, hoovers, things like that, ironing board. A lot of dogs don't like the noise the ironing board makes. Sorry, they don't um, like the noise of the ironing board. What noise does yeah, it like, make? Like, when you put, well, I don't know because I don't really iron, but I think no, I? <laughs> <laughs> when you um, when you put the ironing board up, it makes some kind of metally banging, like, yeah, that kind of sound. Um, anything like that, it's the same principle as anything else. So you're going to just take a little bit of time. So if, for example, if it's the Hoover, the first thing I'd want is that the dog's just comfortable around the Hoover before it's switched on. Right. Um, so just get him around it, let him sniff it, give him a little reward. And then I want it further away, but switched on and then gradually puppy get used to it and then moving and puppy get used to it. I think, you know, it takes a little bit of time um, because it's if you think about it from a very small puppy point of view, it's a loud space invading alien so it's quite scary the hoover to, to the dog um so take a little bit of time to condition that definitely okay good advice there but i'm thinking in in the foreseeable future that separation anxiety is going to be a huge one to think about um as current puppies in in this environment and situation we're in now in spring coming into summer 2020 puppies are going to be used to their owners being with them almost 24 7 and I'm guessing could potentially be left a little bit traumatised or stressed out when, in air quotes, normal life resumes. What would be your advice on that, Claire? Yeah, this is, um, I would say, one of my bigger worries going forward. What we want to think about is it, it, we would always try to get um, a new puppy used to being left anyway, um, because it's a, it's a life skill. So what I would say is that if you you need to try and, and think about how your sort of normal if there, like you say, if there is such a thing, how your normal routine would work and what you'd be wanting and then start that in little chunks so that it becomes a little bit normal so that puppy gets used. If he needs to be left a little bit every day, then that needs to start happening that he's comfortable with that. So, for example, we might create train. Um, we We might make a safe area in a room for him, something like that, so that he can start off five minutes, 10 minutes, on his own so that he's comfortable with it right okay well that's good well to be honest I think we could probably do a whole podcast on separation anxiety so um let's bear that in mind for the future so everyone um some brilliant advice there from Claire and um just I hope that you've taken away some you know really useful information from all this and um Claire do you want to uh while I'm trying to find my notes do you want to give yourself a plug <laughs> give 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 some give us a, tell us about your company and uh what you do etc and where people can find out more about you yeah thank you so we are north canine training um 
northk9.co.uk and we're on all the usual social media, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Um, we do everything from baby puppy training, uh, which is still running at the moment, all online. Um, so we've got puppy training, juvenile training, advanced training and then right up into competitive level dog sport training so it's all there it's all online and we hope to see you soon that's great claire and if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast please do like share and subscribe and um, check out our social channels for twitter it's at pets at home for instagram it's at pets at home uk and you can find out more expert advice on the pet talk section of our website at petsathome.com And you can get in touch. Tell us what you think. Tell us your puppy stories by email at puppypodcasts. Oh, that's too too complicated to say that. It's two ats. Get in touch via email. And the address is puppypodcast at petsathome.co.uk. And please do rate and review us on iTunes, um, which basically means that iTunes will share this podcast with other people so more puppy owners can reap the benefits of Claire's wonderful expert knowledge. So thanks for listening. And thank you, Claire, again. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. Bye. See you next time. Bye-bye.